to the Beyond 24 Days podcast with your host, Brooke and Ken. Beyond 24 Days is focused on healthier living by promoting whole and natural foods while supporting your local, responsible producers. You can follow us on social media at Beyond 24 Days, where we share our food ideas and recipes. And now your hosts, Brooke and Ken. Welcome to episode number nine of the Beyond 24 Days podcast. Well, a lot has happened since, not really a lot, but quite a few things have happened since the last podcast. This will be the first podcast for 2017. Happy New Year, everybody. Where we last left off, we, what did we do? Well, we ran a race. Another Um, race. We are a little crazy. We did run another race. We did run a New Year's Day race in the city of Harrisburg where our eight-year-old son took first place in his age group with a finish time of 39 minutes and... Six seconds. Six seconds. So it was a pretty big day for all of us. It was fun. So uh, able to share the joy of running with the entire family. I think after a mile and a half, he made the comment that he was totally out of gas and he was done. He proclaimed that he was done. Yeah, so, well... It was a good time. He we got him it. going. We got him going indeed, and we definitely encouraged him to finish the race pretty strong. In fact, the last leg of the race, he did pick it up, and I was pretty impressed. We uh, definitely took it up a notch. Yeah, you and him left <laughs> us, our daughter and I, in the dust. They just took off and left without us. And sadly, the race camera footage from the finish line glitched out when you guys crossed the finish line, so... Unfortunately, no no finisher pictures for Brooke. But all in all, the whole New Year's Day experience was pretty fun. It was a great way to start off the new year. The weather was beautiful. Yeah, it was a really great day. And so uh, since then, we have been trying to, I guess, gear our diet more towards a plant-based plant-based options. I don't like to use the word vegan because I think I think that carries a lot of weight to it. And I I don't feel like we're genuine vegans. We're not going plant-based for ethical reasons, although I can see why people do go vegan. Although I do see why people go vegan because of ethical reasons, but we're mostly focused on plant-based diet because of the health benefits. And one thing that I get suckered into all the time, I, I haven't had a Facebook in a long time. And, um, oh, before I go too crazy, happy one-year anniversary to Beyond 24 Days. Beyond 24 Days turns one-year-old today. Yay! It was a year ago that I reinstated my Facebook and a year ago that we decided to start sharing just outside of Instagram, all of our meal ideas. So going back to what I was saying before, it's been a year since I've been back to Facebook and I already hate it because I get, I get, I don't know, I get signed up for all different kinds of fan pages and groups. And I, I like to be able to share our food recipes. I guess my issue is I have a hard time not coming across as I'm trying to preach to people, which it always ends up looking that way when you try to share meal ideas with people. And I don't want to seem like we're being snobs because 
I guess what works for us doesn't work for other people. We don't do dairy products. I noticed a lot of people say, oh, I have this clean recipe and it's loaded with cheese cheese and swimming and, in cheese yeah it's like nah, i don't i don't want to argue with people and i you know i want to encourage people and encourage them to think outside of just what's at the perimeter aisles of your grocery store especially when it comes to the cheeses and all the dairy stuff we gave it up and i can't tell you how liberating it was for us not being so bloated and and weighed down. And I guess that's what that's what's kind of pushing us to go plant-based is because we just cut out dairy and felt super amazing. I I think a a key phrase that is entirely misused sometimes is the phrase well in moderation. Yeah. For us Ken can go and never eat cheese again and I think he would be Perfectly fine with that. Mm-hmm. As I've stated many, many, many times before, I love cheese. Giving up drinking a glass of milk has not bothered me. It's the cheese. I love cheese. Oh, I love it so much. But I can give it up at home in my meals at home. And about once a month, um, maybe twice a month, I go out with girlfriends and it's liberating to go out and order something with goat cheese on it or, you know, a slice of pizza with cheese. And to me, that's where I feel moderation is key. I'm having that dairy. I'm having that cheese once or twice a month, and that's okay. But to say, well, use it in moderation, but put about two cups of cheese (laughs) in your meal every night, I think you're missing the point of that phrase. Moderation can be a dangerous word. And I guess, well, I don't really have a, a focal point for today's podcast, but I guess moderation is a good is a good thing to focus on. It's kind of hard to define moderation for us since we cut out dairy products completely. I'll admit, every so often we will have pizza, and I will admit it tastes wonderful. And then the next day, I'm. It's almost like having a hangover. Yeah, I feel like really bloated. And and I, I experienced this when we first started to change our diet. We cut out a lot of stuff. And I remember I kept thinking, oh, I can't wait till we get to market. I'm going to have a big apple fritter. I'm going to have a huge egg and cheese sandwich. And I'm just going to, I'm going to reward myself with this really awesome treats. And I remember... I got about halfway through that apple fritter and I was like, man, there is so much sugar in this. I don't even know if I can stomach this. It's actually, it was actually kind of turning my stomach at the time. And so, like Brooke said, I, I, I literally, it feels like a hangover whenever we don't, whenever we don't eat right. I always, it takes me a day or two to kind of bounce back to that. Well, I lied. I actually shouldn't say that we didn't have a focal point. I know you and I talked before earlier when we wanted to encourage people to adopt more of a plant-based diet. Some of the myths, some of the, I don't know, excuses that we've been, that people have said to us. that Stigmas, we've Stigmas, excuses. The, sort of the trap that we fell into before of why we kind of avoided a plant-based diet. And one of the things you hear a lot of is where do you get your protein if you're not eating animal products, where are you getting your protein? 
And we have found that there's an immense amount of protein in plant-based foods. In 100 calories of spinach, there's about, I think it's 12 to 18 grams of protein. So 100 calories of spinach is actually quite a lot. But there is protein out there. And other people say, um, you know, oh, you don't drink milk. How are you going to get your calcium? Well, the same way that the cows get calcium, they eat fescue, they eat plant-based materials, and that's how the cows get calcium. That's how it gets into their milk. So essentially, we're just cutting out cutting out the cow and we're going straight for the source. And some of the, um, the replacements when I make a plant-based meal... If you're wondering when we say plant-based, what we're replacing the meat with. So we've done various things such as a, a brown rice and lentil taco. And lentils, if you are trying to switch your children over from a, a fully meat-based diet and trying to push a little bit more plant-based, I encourage you to use lentils. When they're cooked and combined with some sort of sauce, they give you the texture of ground beef. I think that was one of the first ones that we did was the lentil tacos mm -hmm. where we replaced the taco meat with lentils. And when it has the spices and it has the sauce and all that texture, it it honestly resembles ground beef. Mm -hmm. I, if you hadn't have told me it was lentils, I would have been very suspicious of what the meat was because it was very close to being meat. Another great source of protein that is plant-based that is really popular right now, and I'm not sure people realize why it's popular, but quinoa. There's more protein in a serving of quinoa than there is in a serving of ground beef. Which, yeah, I love quinoa. Yeah, I don't think people realize that you can cut the meat out and still get your protein. And I think we've added that to soup before. I've made mm -hmm. a, a quinoa corn chowder. You can even make breakfast bowls with quinoa. It oh, doesn't yeah. have to be limited to just, you know, lunches and dinners. It can be used in combination with fruits and almond milk in sort of like a, a fruit breakfast bowl. And lastly, got to give a shout out to beans. Beans, chickpeas. Kidney beans, beans butter beans. I could probably eat a whole can of beans on my own. And I, I really love beans. I don't know what it is, but. Beans sort of started out as a snack for us. Because we were doing the trendy thing of roasting beans uh, with like sriracha and the roasted chickpeas, different snacks. And with chickpeas. don't get me wrong, I still love to snack on chickpeas. Mm -hmm. But once we started cooking more plant-based meals, it was like a whole different world just sort of opened up from adding them to soups to making Indian dishes with them. That was a huge influence. The Indian food is what totally converted me into consuming a lot more, especially chickpeas, because mm -hmm. I love the chana masala, however you say it, um, and the different Indian dishes that we've had that incorporate chickpeas, potatoes, cauliflower, cauliflower is... I crave cauliflower. Yeah, that's like my favorite, cauliflower. I. <laughs> it's funny, because just talking about vegetables now versus when we started, when we first started... 
we focus primarily on a protein, a vegetable, and a starchy carb. So your, your classic chicken, sweet potato, broccoli. And it was just whatever you could combine with chicken is what we ate. And it's a good starting point Mm -hmm. because it is considered clean. It's a clean protein. It's a clean starchy carb, clean fibrous carb. But there's so much more out there. And I feel like the longer that we're doing this, I feel like it's less of, well, what can I eat? More of what can, you know, what, what new foods are available and you read that a lot whenever people say that you, whenever you transition to a plant-based diet, it's not so much what you can't eat anymore. It's the endless possibilities of what you can eat, what is out there. And for us, incorporating Indian food into our diet, that, that was a big game changer for me because I've had Indian food in the past but didn't really know exactly what I was eating. I didn't know that it was chickpeas. So... Being introduced to Indian food now has completely changed my outlook on plant-based diet. And I think another stigma, um, I take my lunch to work every day. I mean, as does Ken, but uh, many of you probably don't know that my day job, I am a super lunch lady. And we are provided a meal every day. So a lot of people think it's ridiculous that I bring my own lunch every day when I am provided a free lunch every day. And don't get me wrong. There are days where it's hard because I miss eating some of those foods. Um, They smell amazing. I'm in the kitchen with them. But it's just not part of our lifestyle anymore. So even on holiday dinner, I I try and take my own turkey meal with me. (laughs) <laughs> but um, so today at work, I, I had a plant-based, all plant-based meal leftovers to take with me. And when somebody inquired as to what I was eating, they said, that takes too much time. That yeah. takes too much time, which made me laugh a little bit because, I mean, the stew that I took for leftover literally took about 25 to 30 minutes to prep, which is just the same amount of time as it would take for me to cook up some chicken breasts and boil some rice and cook some sweet potatoes. I just feel that there's a stigma that making a plant-based meal, somehow you would be in the kitchen for two hours making a meal. Well, I think what's funny too is a lot of people say, oh, that smells really good. What is that? And then when you tell them, like I would take leftovers, uh, the the lentil soup we just had, the Mexican lentil soup. Mm-hmm. People at work say, oh, man, that smells so good. What is that? And I'll tell them, oh, it's, it's just a plant-based uh, Mexican lentil stew. And they're like, oh, oh that, you know, okay. Like, oh, I'm not interested anymore. And it's like, well, no, it's it's really good. Um, but, you know, that's just me. I, I It's frustrating because people are like, oh, what is that? It smells so good. And I'm like, yeah, it tastes really good too. And then once they find out what it is, it's like, I don't know. It's You cross the boundary and it's, oh, uh, uh, never mind. How are you? Another thing. How do you get full? Yeah. How do you get full? I, I hear that all the time. Well, is there meat in there? No. Well, how do you get full? Because I'm eating about four pounds of lentils hitting my <laughs> stomach. That's how I'm getting full. I'm getting my protein. Well, it's like when we go to the Indian restaurants or we go to the Indian buffet. And I, 
compared to like a Chinese buffet. So the Indian buffet, if I have two or three plates, I, I feel pretty full. I don't feel disgusting. I feel thoroughly satisfied. satisfied. But versus if we go to the Chinese buffet and three plates of that and you can't move, it's like <laughs> I can't get out of this booth. I'm probably going to throw up. I don't feel very good at the moment. It's going to let this digest. I don't feel like that at all when, when we eat primarily plants. Even even recently, we've tried doing Chinese buffet, and I've tried to really be mindful of what I'm eating, but it's, it's, it's extremely hard. So aside from sounding like we are totally obsessed with Indian food, <laughs> which we are, um, we get a lot of our – I guess that's the other thing, too, is people want to know where do we get – our inspiration from, where do we get our different ideas from? And a lot of this stems back to, we have, a, we just created a beyond 24 days Pinterest account. We've had of our own personal Pinterest accounts and I've tried to merge everything into the beyond 24 days Pinterest account. But Pinterest is a really great resource because I had mentioned about the previous book that I read Fork, forks over knives and how there's like 125 recipes Unless you have access to that book, you don't have access to those recipes. So a really great free resource is Pinterest. Mm -hmm. And, of course, our blog, as always. <laughs> um, but there are a lot of resources out there to find plant-based meal ideas. And, you know, I, I hate to say use your own judgment, but when you're looking at plant-based recipes, you know, if they have a ton of cheese or if there's a lot of dairy products in it, it's not something that we would necessarily eat, but something that maybe you should try if you're looking to sort of introduce yourself to well, a plant-based diet. I'd like to just not correct you, but point out that when you are on Pinterest, I have found, so you said a lot of cheese, that wouldn't necessarily be under a category for a plant-based recipe. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. That would be a vegetarian recipe. Oh, right, right. And there are tons of differences that you will learn um, so if you choose to not incorporate dairy in your lifestyle, but not technically say that you're a vegan, um, steer clear of vegetarian recipes because they still do use a lot of cheese. I have searched for vegan recipes through Pinterest. And while I have found some really amazing ones, if you're looking for just really great different recipes, I suggest you search plant-based recipes mm. because a lot of the vegan recipes that will come up under the search engine in Pinterest actually incorporate either tofu, which we like tofu, don't get me wrong, but sometimes you want to go beyond the tofu and use different options. Right. Or they will use vegan meat substitutes, which we do not eat at all because it's just technically a processed Yeah, we haven't really patty or or, or sausage, you know, vegan sausage yeah. like we don't eat that. We haven't really experimented too much with that, only because we try to eat a lot of sodium too. And I found that when you eat a lot of substitutes like that, even like turkey sausage, you have to be really mindful of how much sodium is in that because sodium is another thing mm -hmm. that if you eat too much of, it just may feel so bloated and ugh. Well, if you watch the Netflix documentary with Rip Eshelstein, the Forks Over Knives um, yeah. documentary where he goes into people's kitchen, he actually goes in to somebody's house who is a vegan 
Oh, that's and right. Yeah, he, yeah. he goes through apart. her refrigerator yeah. and he pulls out her vegan cheese shreds. That's right. Um, and her vegan sausage links, and he explains to her that you know vegan cheese shreds are literally just oil. Oil. Yeah. Brooke was getting very heated up. She hit her microphone Sorry. with her, her pen. <laughs> but uh, so there's plenty of resources out there, and and we'll try to clean up our Pinterest page so that way. These ideas are more, I guess, categorized. I started to do it, and it's one of the things I have to get better at. Another New Year's resolution, I suppose. <laughs> have a lot of those. Well, anyway, I think we're kind of digging a hole here. But to sort of wrap up, one, going back to the Facebook thing, I don't mind being in these groups. I guess what I should say is I have a hard time learning to, I guess, keep my mouth sh- keep my mouth shut and not sit here and spout out, spout off about the benefits of a plant-based diet. But why don't we take a quick break when we come back. Ken's pick. Brooke's favorite segment of the show. (laughs) And then we will jump into my favorite, What's Cooking with Brooke? And we're back. Did you miss us? We miss you. Are you going to kick this segment off, Brooke, or shall oh, I kick off sure. my sure. Let me introduce you. Oh, thank you. Let's start out. We're going to go right into Ken's pick. What's your pick this week? Well, um, riding on the coattails of the plant-based diet, I recently picked up probably the best and worst book that I've ever written. Writ- written? Writ- <laughs> written? Read? It's got you that worked up. You can't it talk. It does. Um, a book called The China Study, which... I don't know. Books like this are dangerous for me because there is so much information in this book that it is completely overwhelming. And I'm not going to go into all the vast health benefits of switching over to a plant-based diet. But I guess what really sort of did it for me was, and here I go again about Facebook, um, I saw that uh, being a... I wouldn't say I'm an active volunteer fighter, fighter, but I am still considered a volunteer firefighter. Uh, one of my, I guess, colleagues, you could say, posted an article about the C word, about cancer and heart disease among firefighters. Now, that combination alone is pretty scary because heart disease is still a number one risk for firefighters, but now they're also finding... I I don't know, finding evidence that cancer is also prevalent among volunteer firefighters and that they encourage you to take all the necessary precautions, wear all your necessary safety gear, which I agree wholeheartedly. But what I find interesting is that the heart disease is something that's almost completely preventable. And according, if you read the China study, so is cancer. But, um, Heart disease is the number one killer among firefighters, and it's because a lot of the volunteer fire companies, not to discredit anybody, but uh, there really isn't any sort of physical fitness requirement or guidelines. They, you know, they thrive off of volunteers, and having been in the administrative role, it's it's hard to turn people away, and so you're faced with you're just you're just faced with basically you'll take what you can get and 
firefighters, especially in the volunteer aspect, cover a very wide, you'll get a, a wide range of participants. And to sort of force everybody to meet physical guidelines is impossible, especially when even if you're a rural department and you're struggling to find volunteers. So I, I guess where it kind of, I, I bit my tongue. I really wanted to comment and write that, you know, a, a physical fitness program is, is really, I, I find it to be extremely important, but also your dietary health, your nutritional aspect. Nutrition gets pushed under the covers. Nutrition gets pushed behind the curtains. No one really ever pays attention to nutrition. And that's where the China study for me really sort of shines. The China study focuses on nutrition and its correlation with cancers and different um, diseases that are preventable. And I guess the part um, in the China study that also really affected me was I've had, well, Brooke and I both have had a lot of family members that have passed away because of cancer. And they've passed away much earlier than life would you would expect them to pass away with. And to read a section where the author talks about cancer being switched on and off by the consumption of animal-based proteins, for me, it was kind of a hard pill to swallow. And looking at my own health, I kind of, it's scary because, you know, cancer isn't necessarily hereditary, but it is kind of scary to see that eating animal proteins can sort of activate and promote cancer growth. Anyway, the the book is, it's absolutely fascinating and it, it has gained a lot of traction. So the author, Dr. Colin T. Campbell, has written this fantastic book. And if you even search on Facebook, if you look up the China study, there's even a Facebook page where they offer nutritional courses through universities based off of his teachings. And I, I just find it to be so essential for for promoting good health. You know, the, the saying, you are what you eat, um, let food be thy medicine. I'm a strong, I'm a really firm believer in when you eat whole, even plant-based foods, you know, you're, you're promoting, um, good, healthy gut bacteria, which is uh, another book recommendation later, but how plant-based diet promotes just a healthier lifestyle. Anyway, This has got me so amped up that I could probably keep going forever. But to spare our listening audience, I will change gears and go to what's cooking with Brooke. Well, before we get to that, I just want to say one thing. Okay. Uh, If you are not a reader, but you are interested in the China study, uh, if you like to watch TV, um, the author of the China study is in several documentaries on Netflix, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how we became uh, introduced to him. Yeah, it's sort of, we sort of snowballed. We started off watching Netflix documentaries, and all the documentaries that we've seen, they all sort of touch on different principles. So uh, Dr. Campbell's work with the China study, through Michael Pollan, we found Joel Salatin, and, um, and the Engine 2 diet. With Rip Eshelstein, we found through documentaries. So, I mean, Netflix is a really great resource. And if you are interested in learning more about the China study, but not really interested in picking up the book, 
and reading. It's like 500 pages. <laughs> uh, you can um, search for documentaries, Forks Over Knives, Hungry for Change. Oh, that was the one, I think. Food Inc. Food Inc. Was yeah. the one that we recently just watched. And Food Matters all contain snippets of the China study. So there you go. It's a very influential book. I, I mean, I, I can't say enough about it. Okay. What's cooking, Brooke? <laughs> We've had a lot cooking this past week. Yay, no more eating out so much. <laughs> Although that's a bad thing because when we do go out to eat now, it's mostly Indian food. So that means we've <laughs> eaten less Indian food this week than most. Uh, we've had several plant-based meals and some not plant-based meals. We had, oh, well, here we go, stemming back to Indian food. I did make a caramelized onion and mushroom naan pizza. Mm-hmm. It was completely vegan because there was no cheese on the pizza, but instead we did sprinkle nutritional yeast on top of the pizza. Oh, yeah, that's one thing that we haven't ever mentioned before, that there are alternatives. So for us, for instead of cheese, we use nutritional yeast, which... Again, came from Forks Over Knives, yeah. watching the documentary with Rip Eshelstein. It smells like nacho cheese. It does have a little bit. If you're looking for a pizza that has like the mozzarella cheese and you don't want to get vegan cheese shreds, uh, I would say your options are either to use a nut-based cheese, like a cashew cheese, yeah. or just go for nutritional yeast. It's made by Bragg's and it comes in a shaker container similar to like a Parmesan cheese container. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, Bragg's is the most popular brand that we have found. Also replacing soy sauce with liquid aminos. Uh, Anyway, back to that (laughs) non-pizza that was really good. Yes, it was delicious. Uh, Caramelized red onions, big thick chunks of mushrooms. We did use a homemade tomato sauce as our base. Yeah, we have a lot of, well, we're sort of nearing the end. We've hit the last of our homegrown tomato sauces for the year. A couple quarts left. Yeah, so we we grow a ton of tomatoes, and every year I always say, we're growing way too many tomatoes, but when it's January and we're still enjoying the fruits of our labor, I can't complain. Uh, Yeah, so if you are interested in this and you have absolutely no idea where to get naan, I'll tell you, walk into your local grocery store, go to the commercial bakery where they have their own breads baked, and I was shocked. I found naan. So we got a whole green naan for our pizzas, and our kids enjoyed a garlic naan for theirs. It was delicious. I love garlic naan, too. (laughs) Uh, Moving on to the next meal, again, we did another plant-based meal. I made a chickpea noodle soup. So Mm. we took the chicken out, replaced that protein with chickpeas, and uh, we did a whole grain egg noodle in that, and it was delicious. Yeah, honestly, even if you were to have this compared to a chicken noodle soup, Mm. I would venture to say that the taste was almost... It's almost identical because you're using the same same set of spices, I guess. So, I mean, the taste was it's like phenomenal. Yeah, same staple ingredients: noodles, carrots, celery, broth. Except you just had chickpeas instead of little chunks of chicken. Good stuff. It's very good. 
The next meal I made this week was a complete labor of love. We had a lot of laughter in the kitchen, my daughter and I. I made, I called it everything and the kitchen sink. I I got this list of ingredients and I had to go grocery shopping at least two times because I kept forgetting things for it. So it was almost like a, a skillet meal. It was a turkey meatball. They were hand rolled meatballs. You fried them yourselves. The meatballs were laced with leeks and mint, a phenomenal tasting meatball. Um, but they sat in a, a lemon broth that had everything in the kitchen sink in it. It was stock, lemon peel, star anise, uh, all different kinds of spices, minced leeks. It was packed. This is the first time in my life I ever cooked with fish sauce. Oh, the fish sauce meatballs. Okay. <laughs> it was horrendous. The smell of fish sauce is something if you have never cooked with it, it is something that you have never smelled in your entire life. But at rest assured, once it melded in with all the other ingredients and it cooked out, the smell cooked away and we were left with a phenomenal tasting broth. It it, it, it it's kind of like pungent. feet. Yeah, it's <laughs> it um I, I reheated it the next day at work and even though the smell wasn't there, you can you can taste there it's got a strong like kick to it in a good way. The broth sort of reminded me of when you go to a hibachi restaurant and you get the clear is that miso soup, the clear yeah, yeah. soup. Uh-huh. It had that oh, sort yeah. of taste to it as the base of it just you know, with lemon soaked into it from cooking it with the lemon peels. It had a, a had it was like multi-layered with flavor. There was different all kinds of stuff going on at once. And I'm almost certain I served that with just brown brown rice. Brown rice, yep. Oh no. Real. We did we also I served that with brown rice and then we actually had done some spiralized butternut squash oh, the noodles. Butternut squash, yep. Uh, it was good. Very good. Yeah, it was it was very good. And the next meal I'd like to talk about is a recipe that I found on Pinterest, and I believe it's technically if you're going by the fad diets, it's con- it was considered a whole thirty recipe. I think that was oh, okay, the whole premise yeah. of it. Yep. And it was called West Coast Chicken, which you know, just listening to me talk, that means absolutely nothing to you. I don't know either. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what makes it West Coast. It was just the name of it. But we um, sautéed some chicken breasts. Or false advertising because the chicken came from the East Coast. <laughs> um, sautéed chicken breasts? Say, Sorry, throw me cut off. you off. Throw me off with your jokes. Sorry, girl. West Coast chicken, <laughs> sautéed some chicken breast, and then it was a mixture of um, kale and stock. What else went in there? Black olives. We and made peppers, that peppers yeah, and yeah. onions. Yep, I chopped up. I remember chopping up the onions yeah. and crying. <laughs> and we served that with some couscous, some seasoned couscous. And that was pretty much it. We didn't have to make another vegetable side because there were so many vegetables mixed in with the chicken. I find that we tend to eat a lot more vegetables than normal. So when we do make a dish and it does call for veggies, um, especially with this one, it called for... I don't know, like a quarter of an onion. I think we put a half of an onion in there just because we we just like more vegetables in mm-hmm. our food than usually what's required. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. We are typical 
just protein smoothie eaters for breakfast, but we did take a few moments um, to have a nice sit down Sunday morning breakfast the other day. We experimented with a cinnamon apple farro breakfast bowl. Farro is becoming one of my favorite grains. I love the texture. I love the taste. And it's almost it, like um, Kellogg's, the sugar smacks growing up. Mm-hmm. It's like that, but without the sugar on it. I don't know. It's it's really good. I, I really enjoy the way, the texture of it. It's mm-hmm. good. Maple syrup was, pure maple syrup was used as the sweetener in this. There was no refined sugars at it. Uh, you took some apples, some cinnamon, coconut oil, sauteed them in a pan till they started to get soft, added maple syrup, you added... The farro and pecans and almond milk. And what else was in I there? I think that's it. I was in there. It was just made for a really great breakfast bowl. Yeah, it was good. And we are releasing the podcast a little bit late, so I guess I can delve into this week's meals that we've started out with. We had a meatless Monday again with a Mexican lentil stew, which we uh, talked about earlier. Yes. Just uh, your typical stew filled with celery and onions, tomatoes, red lentils, and it had a little bit of heat to it with some spices, chili powder, mm-hmm. cumin, and turmeric, and that was pretty much it. Oh, lime juice. Yeah, we did post, I know a while ago, a couple months ago, we posted, what was that? That was, was a taco different? lentil soup. Taco lentil soup. This is sort of similar to that, but it just had a little bit more heat to it and a lot more, it had celery, which was different. And for those sriracha lovers, all of our plant-based soups that we make, if you put in a little bit of sriracha, it just takes it up another notch. So, awesome stuff. Last meal I'd like to talk about that we've eaten so far is another plant-based meal. Tonight, it's Soup Tuesday. We had a Napa cabbage and bean soup. Again, plant-based, different. It had kidney beans, chickpeas, and an entire head of Napa cabbage. And it was just that simple, but that delicious. It's it's really filling. And I often don't mind if our children ask for seconds. It's one of those meals that when your kids ask for seconds, you're like, yeah, parent win. We're doing something right. <laughs> kids will eat their vegetables. Yeah. All around wins from everybody. Well, that was, do you have anything else? No? That's all the meals that we've uh, made and eaten. So... If we're looking forward to next week, if you're following along on the blog or our oh, Instagram. Yeah, what's on tap? What do we got? What's coming up? Keep a lookout. I'm going to be making a crunchy poppy seed chicken salad. <clears throat> uh, we're going to do a little bit of breakfast for dinner one night. and I'm going to experiment with some vegan, gluten-free sweet potato waffles that have a blueberry uh, topping. Ooh. We're going to have some curried beef bowls because, as we mentioned several times earlier, we just can't get enough curry and Indian food into our life. Nope. we probably even go out for Indian food one night this week. Who knows? <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw out a shrimp and pesto pasta meal. Oh, I haven't had seafood in a while. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to end the week by doing another Mexican meal, a Mexican barley casserole. I think that has ground turkey in it. Ooh. All right. Well, that definitely sounds exciting. We encourage you guys to follow along with us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, whatever else we're on. 
Uh, feel free to add us to all of your Facebook groups. I'll try not to keep. I'll try to keep my mouth shut and not say anything completely stupid. But keep a lookout for us. We definitely are trying to amp up our the amount of stuff that we're sharing with everybody. We don't like to post, you know, garbage. So if you do follow us, it's all just we just want to be able to share recipes with everybody. We don't try to push any agenda. Um, just real food. We just want you to experience real food with us. Become food junkies like us. Get excited over produce. Sit here and talk for 40 minutes about the health benefits of beans. vegetables and beans <laughs> and salivate and thoughts of Indian food. Also, if you guys have suggestions on good Indian recipes, we can always, we will always have room for any of your recipe suggestions. You can find us at Beyond 24 Days on Facebook. Um, we look forward to any sort of interaction with our followers. We have over... 500 600 followers and we have you know pretty moderate interaction with everybody but we encourage you guys to share more share more with us we'd love to know if you've made anything that we've made and it's always nice to hear good feedback yeah so anyway that is all that we have for this week this was a little bit longer of a show but i feel like as time goes on maybe our shows will probably be a little bit longer in length just because we have a little bit more to talk about than usual. Anyway, uh, if you wouldn't mind giving us a rating or some feedback on iTunes or Google Play, we'd greatly appreciate it. And uh, see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.